bless you. God bless you. God bless you. It seems like another year has just gone on by. And God is just still blessing us as God has still kept us. There's been some hills along the way. There's been some valleys. There's been some mountains. And there's even been storms. I want you to keep all of those folks on the East Coast in prayer. Because we cannot rely upon the government. We found that time after time and time again, the government can fail and will fail. But we need to trust in God. Hold to his unchanging hand and depend upon his word. Because he's a God who cannot fail and he cannot lie. There may be, God bless you, there's a couple of witnesses in here that understand that, 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 that when I was in trouble, he was my help, a very present help in the time of trouble. There might be a few people that understand that he's a shelter in the time of storm. And I don't know what kind of storms that you've had in your life, but I know that he's been a hiding place. And the old folks say that he's a, he's a rock that is left for me. Somebody used to say that, that, that he's a way maker, that he's a burden bearer, that God is God can turn your midnights back into day. If you just know him, if you call on him, if you just trust in him, that he will be there when you, when you think all is lost, when friends fail you, when, when your health fails you, when your money fails you, God will be right there. He's a God, hallelujah, that you can trust. You, he's a God that you don't have to worry. You don't have to fret because he's always, somebody help me, right on time. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just reach over to your name's a neighbor. You ought to just bless the Lord. Just because. Yeah. See, help, help, help your neighbor. Sir. You ought to just bless him. You ought to thank God that he is God. You ought to thank God that you're here. And hear me messing with you today. You ought to thank God that he woke you up in your right mind. You ought to thank God. Excuse me. I didn't come here to be entertained. But I came to give God praise. So if I get in your way, excuse me. If I stomp on your feet, excuse me. If I lose my jewelry, excuse me. If I shout a little too loud, excuse me, but God has been a good God. God has been a blessing. God has been righteous. I've got to give God praise. 
before there's at least 20 folk in here that say it. My Lord. 20, 22. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Listen, stand on your feet real quick. I, I'm gonna, not going to bother you long. Oh my God. Thank God. Turn with me back to the book of Judges. Turn with me back to the book of Judges. Hallelujah. Back to the book of Judges. Amen. Amen. Judges. And you just go to the seventh chapter. Joshua Judges Ruth. You find it there. Deuteronomy. Joshua Judges Ruth. Book of Judges, the seventh chapter. The seventh chapter. The seventh chapter. Faith over adversity. Faith over adversity. If you got the seventh chapter, drop down with me to about the ninth verse. And at the ninth verse, you'll find reading from the New King James translation, it says, It happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, Arise and go down against the camp, for I have delivered it into your hand. 
But if you are afraid to go down, come on, tell somebody, I know you're scared. I don't. Get up and go down. But if you are afraid to go down, go down to the camp with Pura, your servant. And you shall hear what they say. And afterwards, your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. If people say your dreams are crazy, if they laugh at what you think you can do, start that over. Good. I've got no video, but I want to cue this up one more time. We started last week with this. And I want you to understand something, that there is a spiritual message behind this. And, and, and it, it's, it's more than just Nike. Anybody know what Nike means? Success or victory. The word Nike means success or victory. Everybody running around with Nike shoes on, buying Nike this, Nike that, and all the wonderful things, and don't even know what he says. That you ought to walk in victory. That ought to be, you, you, everything, it ought to remind you that you are victorious in all things because of what Jesus did on the cross. That you are victorious even over death itself. You are victorious over the grave. You are victorious over all of your enemies that are coming against you. That you are victorious. That, 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 that's what it ought to remind you. You ought to look for God everywhere. He will show up. Not only that, not only that, when I, when, when, when I heard this and then what, what they had uh, done and, and working with Colin Kaepernick and, 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 and the message that's being sent down, it wasn't even about the protest, but he's talking to us. And it's strange how God, God says, since you won't come to church, I'll meet you at the football game. I, I, I'll meet you on television so that I can get a message to you to tell you that I want you to be better. I want you to do better. In fact, not only that, I, I want you to be the very best that you can be because I offered up the very best that I had for you so that you might live and have everlasting life. And so I, if, if I give the best, then I expect the best. And you ought to work on being the best that you can possibly be. You ought to walk in victory. In the name of Jesus. I want to open with this one more time. If people say your dreams are crazy, if they laugh at what you think you can do, good. Stay that way. Because what non-believers fail to understand is that calling a dream crazy is not an insult. It's a compliment. Don't try to be the fastest runner in your school or the fastest in the world. Be the fastest ever. Don't picture yourself wearing OBJ's jersey. Picture OBJ wearing yours. Don't settle for homecoming queen or linebacker. Do both. 
lose 120 pounds and become an Ironman after beating a brain tumor. Don't believe you have to be like anybody to be somebody. If you're born a refugee, don't let it stop you from playing soccer for the national team at age 16. Don't become the best basketball player on the planet. Be bigger than basketball. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. When they talk about the greatest team in the history of the sport, make sure it's your team. If you have only one hand, don't just watch football. Play at the highest level. And if you're a girl from Compton, don't just become a tennis player. Become the greatest athlete ever. Yeah, that's more like it. So don't ask if your dreams are crazy. Ask if they're crazy enough. Are you crazy enough? To believe in a God in whom all things are possible? When you sacrifice everything, your friends, family, relationships, just to walk for the Lord, to believe in Jesus Christ, that he is your personal savior. Are you willing to give up what people are willing to say about you and walk away from those who down, down you and put your name out on the streets? To be able to stand for Jesus Christ and let everybody know I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you crazy enough to believe that you can lift up holy hands and the healing shall go forth and the sick shall recover? Are, are you just crazy enough to lay hands on your own body and say, Lord, I don't feel like I'm going to make it today. But God, with Jesus on my side, I, I believe that I can make it. Are you crazy enough? Crazy enough to be talked about, to be put down, and 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 and, 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 and folks to ask you, why do you keep showing up at that church every Sunday? Why, why do you keep on praying like you pray? Why are you crying like you crying? Why do you shout like you shout? Because I found out that Jesus shed His blood for me. I found out that in my fears, he became my comforter. I, I found out that Jesus in my midnight became my light. He became my shelter in my storm. I found out that Jesus, he would feed me when I was hungry. I found out didn't have a friend that he was my only friend I found out that there's nobody like Jesus found out that his blood which was shed for me way back on Calvary his blood shedding was not in vain that it washed me it cleansed me it made me it healed me it lifted me it dried my tears nobody like Jesus
Therefore, I've come to the conclusion that he deserves my best praise. I've come to the conclusion that he deserves my best shout, my best song. I've come to the conclusion that he deserves the best life that I can give him, that I need to work. I need to pray harder. I need to do more. I need to be more. I don't want to be just one. I don't want to be one of the good. I don't want to be the best. I want to be the best ever. Hallelujah. And yes, I want to be on the winning team. Huh. That team, that, that's, you do know that's going to be a winning team. The one that's called up. The one that's going to ascend up into heaven. Hallelujah. When the roll is called, I want my name to be called on the roll. In the name of Jesus. Listen, listen. Gideon. Gideon. That I, I, I'm so inspired by this message and, and, and how Gideon falls into the line of the, what's being talked about. You were with me last week, you understand that Gideon has some, some problems. He has some issues, the people of God had some problems and they had issues. Yeah. And the issues that they had where they would sin and then God would come and heal and bless them, send them a prophet and then they would have peace and then they would go back to sinning again. And then God would come and punish them and then he would send them a prophet, send them a word, God would heal them, they would be happy and then they would have peace. And then they would go back and sin again. Hallelujah. They will go back time and time and time again, over and over and over. The cycle just kept on repeating itself over and over and over again. And as that cycle began to repeat itself, the people of God grew weary and more weary. And so God sent the, the Midianites and the, the Amalekites to punish them. And as they were being punished, and again, we find Gideon, as we catch up with him, he was in the wine press. We found that the wine press is for pressing wine. But he was in there thrashing wheat. Hallelujah. See, sometimes you find yourself in a place where you ain't supposed to be. When you allow the enemy to come in because of our sins and we have separated ourselves from God, you find yourselves in places that you're not supposed to be. He was trying to hide the wheat. He was trying to save it for himself, but he was trying to separate it as he was threshing it on the, in the wine press and he would throw it up. And so the same mess and the same junk that was within the wheat would come right back down. What I'm trying to tell somebody is sometimes you find yourself in a place where you're not supposed to be. And even though you're trying to come up out of it and you're trying to separate your mess, but when you throw it up, it just comes right back down. You see, because they were supposed to be outside threshing the wheat, where the wind would catch all of the shaft and all the, 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 the broken parts and pieces and blow them away and, and give you left or leave you with just the wheat. And so there was no separate. See, what I'm trying to help somebody with to understand is that, yeah, you in church, but yeah, you raising a whole lot of hell at the same time. Living, yeah, 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 you live in a mist and doing what you think you want to do, but yet you dress up and you look pretty on Sunday morning. Oh, in the name of Jesus, yes, yes, there are things that are happening in your life that we do undercover, that we think that don't nobody know about it, but I just need to declare to you this morning, you ain't doing nothing but throwing your mess up and it's coming right back down. 
And then we left Gideon, we found Gideon, and as we began to talk with him, and, 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 and God moved on his heart and moved, and the angel of the Lord spoke with him. And as the angel of the Lord spoke with him, the angel of the Lord sat down, made himself comfortable, and, and was there, and he said, you, you have favor, you mighty man of valor. Gideon was afraid. He was of the least of his tribe, and his tribe was the least of all the nations. And sometimes we do a self-evaluation of ourselves to think that we are, we are not worth anything, that we can't do. Just like many of those people that we saw in this video, that because of our background, because of where we come from, and because of who we are, or because of our disabilities, or because of all the things that people have labeled us and placed upon us, we think that we're not supposed to achieve anything. But tell somebody, you got that one wrong. Because I'm a living witness that God can take somebody that's broken. God can take somebody that's bent down. God can take somebody who doesn't, who doesn't start first, but, but, they, but they end up first even though they start at last. God, I'm a living witness that God can use somebody who doesn't have it all together. God can use somebody that's still struggling and groping and coming through. That God can use somebody even though I may not look like everybody else. I, I may not function like everybody else, but with the gifts that I do have, God can take and use for his glory. I may not run like you, but I sure can shout. I may not do the things that you do, but I can work with what I got. Tell somebody, work with what you got. Work what you got. Work it, work it, work it, work it. Work that thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop looking to the left and stop looking to the right. You just work with what you got. Give God the glory every step of the way. The angel of the Lord talked to him and as he began to talk to him, he said, listen, here's what you need to do. Here's what I want you to do. He's decided that he's going to go to accept what the angel is saying. He said, he said I just need to know. I just need to know to God that it's really you that's talking to me. Somebody say, check with the Lord. Stop getting information off of Facebook and stop getting the information from these erroneous places. In the school, in the locker rooms, and all of these other. Stop getting your information from there. Stop getting your information off the street. Stop at the beauty shop and the barber shop. It is a hub. It is a central community for information gathering at the beauty shop. And at the barber shop, they want to discuss, oh, there's more church discussions at the barber shop I found than any other place that I, as soon as I walk through the door, somebody, hey, pastor. As if to announce it, to let everybody know. Yeah. And I guarantee you, every time I walk into the Bible, it is a, the, the, the title of pastor is called at least three times so that everybody is clear. That's what they do. That's what they do. Amazing how the conversation becomes about the things of the world and the church and how its effectiveness on the church. Just absolutely amazing. Yes, yes. So Gideon 
Gideon, as he talks with the angel of the Lord, he says, listen, I just want to make sure that it's you. So just stay right here till I get back. I want to go somewhere. I'm going to come back. He goes and he says, I want to prepare a gift. He prepares a gift and brings a sacrifice unto the angel of the Lord and, and lays it before them. He brings a broth. He brings a pot of the broth for the meat with it. And then the angel of the Lord says, listen, take the meat and put it on this rock. And then take the broth and pour over the meat. And as he pours it over, the, the angel of the Lord took his staff and touched it. And fire came up out of the rock and consumed it. Basically says, here, look here, I want you to understand that I've been performing miracles all around you all of your life. I want you to understand that this ain't nothing new for me. And if I come to you and tell you that you can take the Mennonites and you can take the land back and your people can't be redeemed, then you need to understand that there's nothing too hard for God. Somebody needs to get that message here today that even though you're fighting, even though you're going through, I think maybe, maybe what it is, if you want to really know whether or not it's God that's talking to you, then you ought to offer up some kind of sacrifice. You ought to make, maybe you ought to sacrifice a club night every now and then. Maybe you ought to, maybe you ought to sacrifice hanging out with folk that just talk in any kind of way. Maybe you ought to cut some folk loose that ain't got nothing to do with the Lord and nothing really to do with you if the Lord is in you. Maybe you ought to sacrifice and cut some ties from some folk who don't mean you any good and all they got is bad stuff to say, negativity to bring into your life. Maybe you ought to make some sacrifices and cut the cord from some folk who are dragging you down, holding you back. Maybe you... Uh. Maybe there ought to be a sacrifice. Sacrifice. And if you give up that sacrifice and let God just burn it up, you know what? Because when you offer up the sacrifice and he consumes it, that means it ain't coming back. Mm. Maybe get me go a little bit deeper. Maybe we ought to get into our mindset and maybe there's some things that are going on in our minds that holds us back. Maybe it's our internal fears that keeps us from achieving the things that God wants us to achieve. Maybe it's the things of our thought process that we ought to change and say, Lord, I want to put this on the altar. I want you to consume it and lead me with pure and, 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 and pure the grace of God and the thoughts of God and the mindset of God. And so the sacrifice is consumed and so Gideon decides as we bring the story on up, he decides, well, okay, I'm going to go tear down this altar of Baal, this false god. I'm going to go tear down, tear down, tear down. He gets 10 of his compadres, his companions, his boys. And they go at night because he is afraid. I understand, church, that many times that you are afraid. Many times we are afraid to, to step out because we think there's going to be backlash. We are afraid to step out because we think there's going to be repercussions. We're afraid to step out publicly and because we know that there's somebody can has the power over us to do something. In this video, you saw this young man who, who has done nothing but speak up for righteousness. Speak up for righteousness. And there was backlash. There was backlash. His teammate also going through the same thing. And, and you find that, that anytime when you stand up for right, there's going to be backlash. Come on. Yes. You, 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 no, no, you didn't get that one. Yes. 
I recall that there was a man from Galilee who came in and there was no deceit, there was no guile found in his mouth. I, I, I recall that he did no wrong, that I, I recall that he healed the sick and, 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 and made the blind to see the lame to walk. I recall that, that, that he made the dead to rise up. I recall that he walked the streets of, of Galilee and, and, and that he was doing the will and the work of God, that he was doing righteousness and there was some repercussions because of his righteousness. If you think that there were repercussions on Jesus, then you ought to understand that there's gonna be some repercussions on you. When you stand up for right, when you call it out, when you tell folk you got to live right, walk right, talk right, you got to stop sleeping with everybody. You have got to live as a man and live as a woman and not get confused in between. You gonna have to have some repercussions when folk are you trying to tell them that they need to get their lives in order. Ouch, Holy Ghost. There's gonna be some repercussions. And so let me fast forward, let me keep going through this and then because now he's at the point where he's, he's still fearful. But fear, faith will take care of fear and, and overcome adversity. And so he goes at night, tears down the altar of Baal, chops up the wooden statue and makes a fire. Now you know there's a problem with that. He takes an offering unto God and uses the fire to burn it up. His daddy, now watch this, because his father was worshiping Baal also. And with his family, sometimes, you know what, I, I, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to a little hint, somebody, sometimes you got to go, when it comes to getting God, sometimes your family, you're going to have to bust them up too. The next morning, people got up, the people were upset because they had come to all worshiping Baal. They were, the people were poor, they were doing all kinds of sorts of things. You know, it's amazing how some people actually become comfortable in their poverty. It's amazing how some people actually, actually start to live in the, that, that mindset that it ain't supposed to be any better than this. And, I, and it, listen, let me help somebody with this one. It's a lie from the pits of hell when you see on every commercial, when they say, it don't get no better than this. <laughs> from every beer commercial, from, from, from every Holiday Inn commercial, sitting on the beach, sipping some Coronas, all of that, it don't get no better than this. One commercial where the man comes in, he buys a house and gets the backyard all cleaned up. Oh, don't you know better? I need to tell you, there's a whole lot better than houses. There's a whole lot better than just having money. There's a whole lot better. Because when you got salvation, when you got purity of heart, mind, and soul, when you know that heaven is your home, when you know that no weapon formed against you is gonna prosper when you know that if i die tonight this house may still be here but i'm on my way to a house that's not made with hands i'm on my way to a place where the sun never goes down it's always hello and never goodbye i'm going to a place when you know 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Gideon's folk. Gideon and his people, and they tore it down. And so the people rose up. There were repercussions. They came after Gideon. They wanted to kill him because they were comfortable in their poverty. They were comfortable in their sin. They were comfortable in the place where they were. His father stood up and finally, sometimes you know when you stand, some of your people will stand. Oh my God. Don't, 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 don't be discouraged because you trying to live right and you got family members who are caught up in the swell of deceit and lies and all of that. Don't, 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 don't worry about that. You just stay right. His father began to speak out. And said, well, whoa, 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 slow your roll. That's, that's, that's my son. He said, but, but you know what? Let me do this. It, it, let Baal deal with him. If this, it, it, in other words, if this God Baal is mad at my son for tearing down his altar, then let Baal do something about it. Let, step to me, step. And so everybody's standing around looking and Baal didn't do a thing. He was still on fire. He was still burning up. And so now that we, we catch up to where we are now, I've just got a few minutes to give you this, but I needed to get you that backstory just so that you understand. Because what from where we are and what happens in between and where we left off, God, he says, well, you know what? He's encouraged. He, he forms an army. He calls the tribes together and gets all of them together. And we'll skip all of that, but, but, you know, and God comes to him and says, look, you got too many. You got too many folk. And see, part of the problem is when you have too many, when you get a whole bunch of people around you, everybody is not with your cause. Let me hear, everybody ain't down. So you need to understand that, that you know, get, being in a large group does not mean that you that more saved or that more powerful. That's, that, that's what, you know what, I used to, I, I asked God when I first came to family, I said, look, Lord, give me about 4,000 folk. God said, no, 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 no. He, he said, I'm going to give you 4,000, but it ain't going to be the 4,000 you think. Right. And I used to get upset with God because my wife would tell you, and I'm like, because we would raise folk up, we raised children up, we were all our children who were part of this ministry, and they would have fun, and, and they would get educated because we encouraged education, we pushed for education, and all of them, and them little rascals grew up, got educated, got degrees, and they left us. They did. Many of them got master's degrees, and they've got a couple of doctors in the, in the house. That's several, in fact, several doctors in the house. All of them. All of them packed their bags and got as far from Toledo as they possibly could get. One of my best ushers went to Japan, traveling all around the world. Somewhere on somebody's aircraft carrier, battleship, commanding the Navy, somewhere. What, my best usher? 
up on us, boy. I was a little salty behind that dick. And I'm started coming back. Text messages came in. Hey pastor, how you doing? Oh, I'm going doing this, doing that. I'm, I'm joining this church and doing this and we helping out doing it. And then, then I got salty again. <laughs> All the gifts we poured into them. They, now them gifts is pouring out every place else. Social workers and and, 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 and leaders of a community, all of those things, entertainers and, 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 and people who are producing great things. And then, then God said, didn't you ask for 4,000? Because now these have become ambassadors of the ministry, of the love, of the power that was set forth in this house. There's, there's some preachers that come up out of this house. Brother over in North Carolina preaching his face off, and I'm going like, he has yet to come up here and preach. <laughs> Anointed somebody. <laughs> but let him walk back up in town one more time here and not preach. <laughs> With his anointed self, anointed family, and all of that. But again, God says, look at the power that you possess. When you have Christ in you, you can become an influence to those around you. So don't get discouraged when family members and people around you are not walking in the way of God. Right now, right today, at this moment, you just hold on and hold out. Your help is on the way. Then I found joy again. I was like, Lord, you are doing it. You are doing it. You are doing it. I thank God for, for, for uh, Brother Colin Adams uh, because uh, not only that, that brother went to teaching at the university and spread that, that, that. I know he already had a spiritual foundation from home, but spread that spiritual uh, foundation throughout every student that he would, somebody, he would call me on the phone and we would be talking about the, the, the different things that were happening spiritually in his life and all that. I'm going like, my God, he preaching to more folk than I ever did. Because every class that would come through, he would be the same person, the same spiritual man, the same godly man, the same embodiment of Christ. I'm just trying to tell somebody, you need to have that kind of spirit. It's in you. It's with you. Listen. So get in. Get in. Gets together. Gets these people together. He said, you got too many. Those who are scared, send them home. Listen, if you're about to go into a battle, you don't need no scared folks. For them that were swinging swords, and whether it's shooting and for us spiritually, but you, see, you, you, you don't want nobody doing this. 
subject to get hurt. You, let, let me take it up spiritually. Because, because if you in a prayer warriors and, 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 and you in a prayer battle and you in a spiritual battle and you got somebody thinking about what they gonna eat at Outback. Well, 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 well. If they're planning their trip over the, oh, over the Long Johns or, 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 or John, Longhorn, thank you. Long somebody. You need people around you that are focused with minds made up. That's why we gather here on Sunday morning. There ought to be enough folk around you with the power of God in them that whether we touch and agree, we know spiritual things are about to happen. We know that the God is, that we serve is about to open up a window of heaven and pour out blessings that we should not have room enough to receive. Listen, you need to tell somebody. You need to tell somebody when you walk in next week. You need to tell somebody when you come in and greet them and say hello, you shake your hand. Is I'm not just saying hello. I'm touching and agreeing with you. That this power, that, that, that the power of God is about to unfold. That this blessing is about to fall in it. I'm just touching and agreeing. This ain't no howdy duty time. This is a time for us to be focused. And as we come in with all the things that are happening in the world, thank God. That all of that rain and water is not in your house. You ought to thank God. Pray for those in need, but rejoice in God because you have not the need. Get him. Get him, my brother, my brother. He 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 gets it together and fine. He he says, well, look, God says, look here, you still got too many. There's too many folk with you. And so he says, take them all down to the river. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take the ones that lap like dogs. Now, that's not, it's not a derogatory thing, but what he was trying to do was get a distinction between the folk. He said, there's some people who bend down at the river, just put their face in there and just, oh, praise God. They, 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 they thirsty. And then there's some who scoop it up in their hand. And, and lap it like a dog would. He says, the ones that lap like dogs separate them. He says, I want them. Those are the ones I want. Why? Because, see, I need somebody who can watch as well as pray. I need some people on the battlefield that can take in some nourishment, but they always got their eyes open. They're always on the look. I need some folk that are ready because I'm, I'm subject to move at any time. God says, you know how I like to do it. I move when I move. I, I stay when I stay. And when I get ready to go, I need some folk who are ready to move out with me. I'm trying to ask somebody, can you stand to be blessed? Are you ready for God's move? Are you prepared for the move? Are you watching for the move of God so that you don't get left behind? So now he's down to about 300. The Bible goes on to says 
that, that, that the Midianites were like locusts. They were all over the place. He says that their camels were without number. It was just an endless sea of them, thousands of them. Gideon's got 300. Thousands against 300. But see, you have to love God for this because God says, I recognize you still scared. I, I, I recognize, in other words, not so much of the army for us, it's about the odds against us. It seems like the odds are stacked so much against us that we can't get over this insurmountable odds of, of things that have compiled themselves against us. Lord, I'm small. I don't have much. And God talks to Gideon and he tells him, he says, look, at, he says, I need you to understand something. At verse 9, he says, it happened that same night. He prayed, he's talking to God. And the Lord said, arise, get up. Sometimes when you, when you roll over in the midnight and wake up, maybe God is telling you, get up. Get up and have a conversation with me. Get up and talk with me. Get up and pray with me. Get up and worship me. Sometimes God will wake you up in the middle of the night just to let you know that I still got things under control in your house. I'm still the protector of your house. I'm still the watcher that walks the streets at your house. I'm still the one who's caring for you and keeping you. Every now and then when you roll over and your eyes open, get up. And, 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 and I, I want to put it spiritually for us because he says to him, he says, arise and go down against the king. I want you to get up and formulate in your mind that you're going to go against whatever has come against you. Whether it's sickness, sorrow, or pain, it's like you got to get so in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm waking up this morning because you give me the glory and the power to do the things that I do. He says, I've already assured you that I've delivered it into your hand. He says, now watch. But if at verse 10, you are afraid to go down. If you scared. If you still got reservation. If you are afraid to go down to the camp. Take Pura with you. It's real quiet in here, preacher, because don't nobody know what Pura is all about. Take Pura. Tell somebody, get you a little Pura. Get, get you some Pura today. Let me take this suspense. I know y'all ready to go. Listen here. Take your servant Pura with you. But if you go back and look up Pura's name, you'll find Bob. B-R-O-U-G-H. And what is about? 
when the bow breaks. So what is a bow? It is a branch. Oh my God, I need to help somebody in here. Listen, when you get ready to go down to the camp where you're gonna need to get some help, take a branch, take a big stick with you. And get the biggest stick you can find. He says, about a branch. Well, I need to let you know that, 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 that the branch of Jesse is Jesus. I, I, I need to let you know that, 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 that the Zechariah calls him the branch or the righteous branch. And so if you got a fight that you got to go to, then take the branch with you. Take Take somebody who can make a difference. Go with Jesus. I know you're scared, but he specializes in things that seem impossible. Take the bread with you. He said, y'all just give me out three minutes. Just three minutes. He says, look here. Take poor, your servant. And Jesus has not he been called our righteous servant? Is he not the servant of the Lord? God. He says, he says, and I want you to go down and you should hear what they say. And afterwards, your hands will be strengthened you know, to go down against the camp. And they went down. He says, he went down with Pura, with the branch with him. And says, and they were out the out at the outpost of the army. And the Midianites were talking with some of their friends. All the people of the east were lying in the valley. It says numerous locusts and camels without number and all of those things. And at verse 13, he says, and Gideon had come. There was a man telling a dream to his companion. They eavesdropping on the enemy. And he says, you know, I had a dream. And I had a dream. And to my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian and says and it came into the tent and struck it that it fell and says and it was overturned and the tent collapsed how strange is that listen first of all you need to understand something about barley barley when you plant it it, it rises up quicker than, 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 than wheat it is the food most often given to slaves. It is a poor man's food or substance. In fact, even more than that, it was the food for the animals. The man says, I saw a barley loaf roll into the camp, knock the tent down, and it collapsed. A loaf of barley bread. Well, it don't take God long to raise you up quickly. And even though you have been discarded and regarded as waste or something that was no uh, other greater use than useful as feed for the animals, you had been taken advantage of. Yes, you were a poor man's offering, yet you didn't have everything. You weren't polished like everybody. No, you weren't the wheat, you were barley. And barley don't taste nothing like wheat. 
is nasty. And, and you, 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 you were the discarded parts of the wheat. You no, know, barley comes in. Hallelujah. It's the part that gives the bitterness to the, will add to the hops and you got beer. Y'all want to act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> but you were rejected. But now you come rolling into camp with your barley like self. Tell somebody, I, yeah, yeah, I've been barley. I, I've been rejected. I've been used, misused, and abused. Yes, I've been discarded. Yes, I was given over for waste. But yet God came in and used me. And when I hit this tent, when I hit this problem, when I hit this situation, when I hit this servant, all of it's going to come tumbling down. Because God has anointed this loaf of barley. You don't think of me as weak. No, I'm not the best part, but I'm the part that God can use. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, there may be some defects in my life. Yes, I may have been going through. And so Gideon went back up to the camp. I, I, I just need to give you this one little part at verse 15. He says, and so it was, Gideon heard what they were telling the man and the interpretation, and then he worshiped. When God tells you it's going to be all right. Listen, he hadn't fought the battle yet. But when you hear, when you receive from God that it's going to be all right, it's going to work out for your good, you ought to fall down and worship. When you hear that my enemies are turning on themselves and they're beginning to flee, my bills are being paid, you ought to fall down and worship even before the check comes in the mail. You want to fall down and worship. Hallelujah. You ought to give God praise. Take the branch with you. Because in the branch lies my faith. My faith is in Jesus Christ. My faith is in the blood that was shed on Calvary. My faith is in the fact that he's coming back again. My faith is the fact that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. My faith is built on nothing less. My faith is Jesus. Shake the branch. Shake the branch. The best branch. No matter what you gotta face. No matter what you're going through. Take the branch with you. Your faith will overcome your adversity. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. Tell somebody, my faith has overcome adversity. My faith, I'm still here because my faith overcame adversity. I'm still here still got problems but my faith is bigger than my problem call it in the name of jesus faith over adversity the door of the church is open